Hey, hi, what's up? It's your guy Elias Omar, and I just wanted to take a hot second to tell you about Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment. I read them to you in a natural human voice, imagine that. For the first time in history, you can listen to the internet. It's almost like you're reading The Matrix, it's crazy. You can browse articles from topics that you choose, anything. From quadricep development to gnomes with bad New York accents and just start listening. Oh, and guess what? They also have podcasts as well. You could check out shows from over 40 countries. And of course, yes, our pod, Everrum Adventures, is there too. So go download and use Newsly for free now at www.newsly.me. Or just go to the link in the show description. And make sure that you use promo code Everrum, E-V-E-R-R. E-A-L-M and you'll get a one month free premium subscription it's that easy so check out Newsly guys stop scrolling and start listening In your abdomen, softest chrysanthemums, the anthems that they chattering. A convocated hater advocates an arrogant. The gun kind of unoriginal, I predict a panic. That put the flame in your brain like a jack o' lantern. Attack root boy, random OG ran dialect, filthy universal, like Caligula landed on Saturn. The target in particular, they all my prey. Top of the food chain, orca stalker, where the dolphins play. Focalize my issues quite clearly. Before your eyes cauterize the game severely. Put it simply, craft the next level of lock stage, like the Ice Age kept natives from crossing the Welcome Barren Strait. to London for a family uh, event. It was my cousin's first anniversary. They had a COVID wedding, so they wanted everybody to come over for the anniversary. And then from for LA, I just went to like a couple bars and everything, just enjoy my birthday for the weekend. Mm -hmm. I need my family to do cooler things. I know, mine too. Well, they live in London, so it's not really cool for them. It was just more cool for me to go over there. Yeah, I don't have family living in London. My family living like the Bronx. I don't want to go there. My family's still in Virginia Beach in DC, so um, <laughs> I need them to live in cooler places. I mean, I got a cousin in Texas, but eh. yeah, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I hear. <laughs> I'll be in Dallas next month, the twenty eighth. Good luck. You protect got your, it. <laughs> protect your protect your neck, man. Wait, what, what's going on in Dallas? It's not a family event. Uh, my little cousins graduated from high school. Uh, oh, no. Everybody's saying protect your neck. Is that, where he put, uh, is that where he put everybody on a bus? Like the the the, the um 
immigrants, he put them on the bus and sent them to Washington, D.C.? <laughs> yeah. Is that where they just did it? Yeah, yeah been, I think there's been two busloads already. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. But they're volunteers, though. Oh. Not that that makes it better, honestly, but um, it's still, still kind of fucked up. But yeah, pretty much. They did okay. volunteer to go. Yeah. So. I mean, if I had, I'd much rather be in D.C. than in Texas. Yeah, but you know, but I don't know. Hi, welcome to the Ev Realm. My name is Elias Omar. I'm the DM, and as always tonight, I am joined by. Hey everyone, happy Easter. My name is Mark Jimson, and I play Farley the Drowish Rogue, once a homeschool school teacher, now a member of the Strong Thighs. Our pronouns are he and they, and you can find me tweeting for the low, low price of twenty ninety nine at Mother at Twitter. Hello everyone, my name is Siobhan Velez. I play the sassy Chinora, a human fighter, Willard Cleric, and I just want to wish everyone a happy Easter. Hey everyone, I'm Mark Hawthorne. I play Serendipity, aka Lucky, a beast riding, storm herald, barbarian, <laughs> celestial warlock. That was a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> who happens to be a tiefling? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Marky Wanders. So to say, say that at least about three more times. I just want to see if you get it. <laughs> I play Serendipity, aka Lucky, a beast riding, storm herald, barbarian, celestial warlock who happens to be a tiefling. <laughs> Professional. And he has COVID. I don't have COVID. I don't know. I don't know. Hi, everybody. Um, happy Easter. Happy Passover. And um, Ramadan Kareem for those that are celebrating Ramadan. Um, I'm Jace. I play our wonderful monk, Myth. Um, I'm kind of hoping we don't get cursed today. So, you know, I'm just not going to put that out there. But I can be found on all social medias at Jace Milano. And today, because of the wonderful holidays, I kind of chill it out. So right now, I am just enjoying some apple-flavored sake that my sister found for me. If you happen to have a ethnic grocery store near you, definitely check it out. It's one of my favorites. I don't know why I don't I was really hoping you were gonna like come. You said what? I was really hoping you. I was really hoping you was gonna come with a, a cocktail called Jesus Juice. See, Jesus Juice. <laughs> I did have one cocktail where I was just like, yo, because the um, Don Q 151, uh, since they discontinued the Bacardi, Don Q just said, hey, what's up? And I did have one flaming cocktail earlier, and I was just like, you know what? This is going to be a thing. You know what? I need to probably chill out. We got three holy days. I'm not sure if that's going to possibly, like, smite me or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, look, we can burn the sins in the fire of this cocktail. No, just ask for forgiveness. You're all right. Yeah, Repent. my sister was just like, okay. But if you really want to know what it was, it was a rum on a cocktail. It had light rum, dark rum, some orange juice and pineapple juice, a little bit of grenadine because, you know, yellow cocktails still, for some reason, kind of creep me out. And then it's topped with that 151 optional to set it on fire or not but I haven't been able to set a cocktail on fire in forever so of course I did okay so you need to repent and say a few Hail Marys after that drink I kinda do I kinda do <laughs> okay sorry go ahead do the thing um oh yeah before we start Siobhan you wanted to say something 
Yes, I did. So, um, on this Easter holiday, I wanted to send get well wishes and prayers to Kiki and her family from Blackness and Dragons. In the TRP POC space, we're truly connected. So I'm asking for our listeners to donate to the GoFundMe for her three-year-old nephew. His name is Ryder. The fundraiser is on my Twitter, which is at Siobhan Velez. It's spelled C-H-E-V-O-N, last name V-E-L-E-Z. Just please keep him in your prayers. And we just send Kiki our love and prayers. I hope he recovers very soon, like poor baby. Yeah, I just wanted to say that. Um, can somebody who is more well-versed in Twitter tell me how the heck I'm supposed to like search for someone so I don't have to scroll through everything? It was the I very last thing. It. I found it. It was the very last post I did. I just oh. did the post. Oh, look at your picture. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's when me I for a second. I found the yep, GoFundMe, little, but okay. Yep, that's when I look human. Looking like you just like, all right, cool. We're going to have these professional headshots so we can hit the runway. Like, you ready for that Twitch stream? Okay. I found it. Now you can go ahead. Sorry. I just wanted to find that. Last time on Everrealm Adventures, after managing to get out of Bloodhaven without being arrested, the strong thighs traveled through a forest and reached the abandoned temple where Jurgon's ruby pendant, the second of three artifacts that they were tasked to find, was supposedly located. But as you approached the temple, you were assailed by a group of bounty hunters. You defeated them and discovered that their leader was Eros, Lucky's strange brother. After this skirmish, you headed towards the temple, but you heard riders behind you. Uh, you turned and saw that the duo that arrived was your old friend Mal, the drow bladesinger, and his companion, Rhiannon, a tiefling sorcerer. Introductions were made, and Mal told you that Yax had said that you were in a bit of trouble, so they decided to ride out and assist you. And then you all headed into the temple. You explored this ancient ruin. You found some coffins, analyzed some ancient carvings, and discovered that this was a temple dedicated to Elastre, a drow goddess. Uh, there was a beautiful statue of an angelic being of some sort. Mal found a trap door that revealed a shaft with a ladder leading into some tunnels below. Uh, Rhiannon blasted the statue to pieces because for some reason you guys decided that it was blocking the trap door. And then you guys descended into the shaft and went below. Uh, you traveled through a series of tunnels and entered into a room with a huge statue of a warrior queen. In this room, there was also some disgusting, undead, boneless blobs of rotting flesh that you battled and eventually eliminated. After that, you all studied the golden glyph-covered ring surrounding the base of the statue. Everybody attempted to translate the runes, and everybody rolled bad except for Lucky, who figured out what some of the phrases meant, alluding to travel, touching together. Um, Shinora decided to mess with the statue and the golden ring while the rest of you mostly checked out a large lot door. And yeah, she channeled the powers of a nosy abuela hanging out the window, watching everything that happens on the block. And she touched the ring and some of the glyphs lit up. And so then everybody simultaneously touched the ring and you were all sent into another dimension, hurtling through space and time, arriving in what appeared to be Jurgon's tomb. Floating above this sarcophagus guarding the area was a ghost-like being, and it asked you all if you were God, and if your God's sentence had been lifted. Barley supplied the lessons of the Ghostbusters, and uh, stated that you all were gods. Uh, the Banshee determined that this was a lie, and moved forward to attack. The battle ensued, during which the apparition, which was a Banshee, released a horrendous wail that left Shinora unconscious. 
but eventually the monster was defeated. Jamal was resuscitated, Lucky went for the gold, and Farley's located the target of your search to who you pendant. Mal asked Farley's if he could take a look at the pendant, and Farley's handed it to him. And before anyone could do anything, Mal apologized, and Rhiannon and Mal teleported away with the pendant, and that is where we are now. You're all standing in this room, in this tomb, maybe surprised, maybe dumbfounded, I don't know, trying to understand what just happened. Uh, very unlike how it was during the fight with the Banshee, it's quiet, uh, except for the sound of Lucky counting gold. Uh, the chest where the ruby pendant was is still open. The imprint of the relic is still in the straw. The large pile of bones where the skeletons were emerging from is buried under a covering of ice and snow. And that huge sarcophagus is still there. There's a faint scent like, like hair burning in the air. The remnant of the teleportation magic that Mal used to make Vietnam and himself disappear. And yeah, so what are you guys doing? Can I, um, can I take a healing potion? Yeah. What are you, what are you taking? A regular, regular oh, yeah. yeah, the 2D4 plus 4. Okay, yeah, roll it. Did everyone see the interaction with Mal and, um, <laughs> Farley's handing him the pendant? I was just about to ask that. Yeah, I was going to ask that too. I think Lucky's too busy counting goals. I, so. <laughs> I don't think Lucky would have, but Myth with her perception, I think naturally she would have. And Shinora was pretty close, so I would say that she would have too. So it was only me and Farley's that saw what happened? No, Myth saw it as well. The only one that didn't see it was Lucky. So Shinora, you rolled a four, so you get eight in total. Okay, thank you. Back from that potion. Thank yep. you. Shit, guys. I'm I'm sorry. I should have seen that coming. Does anybody uh, want to explain what happened? Five hundred gold, six hundred gold, seven uh, wait. Did I miss something? Okay. Mal Mal got away with the Ruby Ruby pendant. I I handed it to him. And he teleported away with Rihanna. No, there's two things. Are we sure that's the artifact? Yes. Very much so. Even if that is the artifact, first of all, there's, they don't have, we have one. So thank goodness we didn't tell him we had one. But it, that's not like Mal. We don't really know Mal that very well. Or his motivations. I definitely know But I understand that. But what I'm saying is, if you're going to do something evil, would you apologize? We don't really know what he's done. Good or evil. I just know that I'm sorry. Uh, I've been distracted. Derry came in, started talking about my great, great, grand, what have you. It got me too distracted. I should have seen this coming. What do we know about, like, he kept saying this, uh, he said something about, it's exactly how your mother said it was to Rihanna. Do we know anything about who she is? We know less about Rihanna than we do about Mom. That's true. What is it about this goddess that he would possibly need it for? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but, you know, with it being a drow goddess, perhaps you might know something that might be important to him that you might share? I haven't, I haven't a clue, honestly. I'm just what, was the last, what was the last thing he said to you? He said, don't... <laughs> he said, basically said... Don't, don't, don't lump all the drow in together as if we're all bad. And then 
teleport away. Well, that's a great example of how they're not all bad. Okay. I mean, I say, if there's not really much we can do now, he has... I say that what I think we should do is find the very last piece of this puzzle, but we need to get out of here and figure out how we're going to teleport out of here. I agree. We are much in less with the teleportation, realm. but I agree. Or, I mean, we're in another realm. We, we travel through... Yes. Uh, Adim, is that a door at the bottom of the uh, map? It is a door. Alright. Well, guys, I mean, there, there's a door over there. Can can we investigate just to make sure that there's no other artifacts or nothing else in the room? Are we no, sure he okay. took it? I, I wanted to, I'm hoping that he took like a pseudo artifact and the real artifact is hidden somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do we do? Of course. All right. First, let's do. Uh, who who wants to search the room? Shinora, obviously. Anybody else? Let's okay. Okay. Sixteen. I got uh, a fourteen. I'll add a four to both of your rolls. So with a twenty and with a, um eighteen, because you're not rushing. Uh, you don't find anything pendant like in the room you don't find any artifact in the room lucky could you give me a perception check please Gotcha, boss eight mm. okay um as you're stuffing gold into your uh into your bag of holding you think that you hear some uh low shifting scraping sounds coming from the inside of this massive stone box inside you Hey guys, um, I think I hear something in the sarcophagus. Oh, here. Little, little scratching sounds. Nothing. Um, uh, just give me a second. And Myth is just gonna go over to uh, where Lucky is and pretty much just wait to strike just in case. Okay. Farley's too also gonna ready an attack. Okay. Can I um have if, can I put, place my battle axe in my hand? Um, sure. You have a battle axe still? Uh huh. It's been a while. <laughs> you wanna ready something too, Lucky? Uh, nah. Let's just go in there recklessly. These guys got me. Okay. Okay. You know what? Put yourselves where you want to be around this property. Okay. You okay. plan on getting closer or? We're just going to shift slightly that way. Actually, you know what? We'll, we'll be ready to stab just in case. Just in case. All right. Lucky and Myth, being that you're the closest to it, you notice rising from the top of this um this coffin, you see almost fully transparent waves. Like, you know when heat rises from the road, you kind of see in the distance and it kind of distorts your vision? Mm-hmm. That's what you see coming off of the top, the top of this, uh, this coffin. And you hear the sound of stone scraping as the lid is slowly like starting to slide off towards the back, towards the, the rear of the room. Last I checked, anything in the sarcophagus, or sarcophagus is supposed to be dead. Huh. All right, in, in that moment, Lucky uh, summons his pack weapon. Okay. And uh, the lid finally falls and tumbles off the far side, shattering under its own weight. It impacts the ground. And it's like a small cloud of stone dust goes up in the air 
And for like a couple seconds, nothing happens. The silence as the dust settles. And then suddenly you see a hand, a skeletal hand, and the cuffs are loose, tattered sleeves at the wrist, rasped side of the tomb. The bones click as it hits the stone. And you hear a roar, like, I feel like I've been sleeping for a week. Eldar, I'm up. Did it work? Eldar. Stupid kid. Hate wizards. I don't understand why Ellie had me take him as a squire. Let me get up. Uh, who are you? Miss Smith, kill it. <laughs> a rising sitting position in this coffin, you see one of the strangest creatures you have ever seen. Even sitting, uh, you can see that this creature is larger than all of you, the size of maybe like an ogre or a troll. But that isn't what's the strangest thing to you. Um, it's clothes, uh, or maybe what it's wrapped in is a long flowing tattered loose robe or a bunch of robes that swirl and twist slowly in the air as if it was underwater moving with the current and as i said you saw a bit of his hand and forearm as it pulled itself up and it was skeletal dull white bones but as his head comes into view the features of this being's face are initially concealed by a huge flowing and shifting hood but as it rises to its feet Seemingly preoccupied with grumbling to itself, that's up standing in the coffin, you see its face. And anatomically, where faces normally are, what you see on this creature, instead of a face, is a huge, gold-rimmed, glistening, silver, reflective surface. Uh, they have a mirror for a face. And which, as they stand, they grab their face, this mirror, and feel it. And then their shoulders just kind of slump dejectedly. And it says, well, fuck. Deldar didn't work. I'm still cursed. He said it would work, and Ellie would want to see me again. Hey, asshole, where where are you? Hey. Oh. Hey. Hmm. Maybe it's you. Howdy. Hello there. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't happen to know what time it is. No. Hmm? I, I, uh, I, I, I probably do not. So, uh, what, what are you? Who are you? I'm supposed to be leading the attack on that, uh, that Draculish Deathclaw taking a group of some of my new drow buddies to a, a plot of land that'll be all their own. And he points at the, the tapestry of Orin that's on the wall behind him. Without letting my, my racist-ass brother kill them. You know, pretty busy day. So you said you're lucky? Who, who are the rest of you? Did Ellie send me more squires? Where the fuck is Geldar? It is an asshole, I tell you. I don't know where Geldar is, but I'm Chinora. Just out of sheer curiosity, like... Just roundabout. How tall is this dude? About 10, 11 feet tall. Okay, then Myth is just going to still be just looking up at him going, uh... Well, the other T-Fung, that's Miss Myth. And there, there's a there's a drow elf guy here named Farley's. Drow elf guy. Thank you, Lucky. <laughs> We're the Strong Thighs, a team of adventurers. And I think you're a bit mm-hmm. lost, friend. Right where is he supposed to be? Uh-uh. He uh, steps out of the coffin. He's just standing there. He's got his hands on his hip um, regarding you all. And there are no features. There's no features on his reflective face. Kind of sense a smile. Um, you know, all of you are looking at him, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Sure. 
Okay, and I get a wisdom save from everybody then. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I got real Puerto Rican Thanks. wisdom. From like you. Oh, no. Yay, not 20. <laughs> 10. 19. Okay, so everybody who got over 15, which is Smith and Shannara, um, you guys make the save. Farley's and Lucky, as you look into this uh, space, in this mirror, you see like a mist coalesce in this mirror, and it creates the vision of the most frightening thing that you have ever experienced in your life. So let's start with Lucky. Lucky, what do you, what do you see in this mirror, in this space? Lucky sees the trial when he's supposed to become chief and he sees all the villagers who don't like him you know, summon their god to, you know, pass the test of, you know, being chief and he feels all that fear and anxiety of possibly not being worthy enough Hmm. Okay Um, You see that and you are frightened Um, Farley's, what do you see? Farley's is coming home from another long day of research. He stops at the door, pauses, goes inside, and there he sees his family once again murdered. It's the most frightening thing he's ever seen in his life. You see that scene, and you are frightened. Farley's, are you okay? Lucky, are you okay? I don't think so. There's something wrong with them, too. Um, uh, pardon, I, I I don't believe I was paying attention. Your name again, please. Oh, I'm, uh, how do you not know my name? I'm Jurgon. Anyway, where where the hell are you guys from with oh, those weird clothes? Well, Jurgon, I do believe uh, there may be some explanations that need to be had. But if you don't mind my asking, what is the nature of this curse that you spoke of earlier? Because it would seem our... Teammates may be afflicted. All right, well, shit. So the deal was, Galadar, apprentice, wizard, young kid, told me that he could get rid of this curse that afflicts me. Ellie is my girlfriend. She's a drow. And uh, there's a drow priestess who uh, was kind of jealous of our little situation. She cursed me. Got rid of my naturally good looks. And now I got a freaking mirror for a face. This caused an issue between me and Ellie, of course. But anyway, Gildar said he knew how to get rid of this curse if I just got in the box. But of course, it doesn't work and his ass takes off. And he's looking around as if, you know, Gildar is nearby. Okay, so, um, being that he has this cursed face, does anybody have anything we can just cover his face with? Don't. I mean, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure if that would possibly impair vision, but there is something I would like to try. And just because I do want to try this and everything else, um, I know technically in battle I can only use it on myself, but, you know, I was wondering if I might be able to try stillness of mind. Like, if I just, like, went and touched their head and tried to channel some of, like, those key energies or whatever to possibly help. I will tell you that instead of doing that, um, they would be able to repeat their uh, wisdom saves oh, okay. after every round, which would be, you know, about now. 
so they could try again and this time we'll say that uh you can before they do that can they I have advantage. can I cast them can I I mean can I um do emboldening bonds sure Okay. Remember your friendship. Okay, friendships. And I'm gonna look to see if I have like a rag or something I can put over this guy's face. While she's doing that, uh, she's probably Myth is probably gonna start with Farley's. Just Farley's. It's not real. You need to snap out of it. Farley slowly turns, and you can you can see the look in Farley's eyes. It's just like a hundred thousand yards stare. He's barely kind of aware of what's going on. So far, mm-hmm. you'd be able to roll. I'll give you, I'll give you advantage, and she used emboldening bots. You've added before. Okay, that's a fourteen plus B four is three. So that's a seventeen total. All right, you're able to push through the fear, um, and you don't see that image in this in his being's uh, reflective face anymore. I grab Myth, grab her like tight by the arm. What just happened? What just happened? But soon you may have been affected by the curse. Of this guy? Oh um, man, lucky. You could do the same. Are uh, you still with advantage or no? I'm sorry. Yeah, you you would have advantage. Well, well, 16. Yeah, so yeah, like like the same with Farley said, that image that you saw um in this in this creature's mirror face uh dissipates. And you're able to push through that that fear. Well, that was an unpleasant memory. So, how do we not have to go through this again if we if this guy's in the room with us? Break the mirror. I, I do. Believe I got a hammer. Probably, I I believe that might be a little bit um, against his uh, better well-being. Do you know how your curse works, or how one could not be afflicted? Well, first of all. You're not putting that dirty ass rag on my face. Second of all, you're not breaking my face. And third of all, mechanically speaking, once you pass the fucking saving throw, it doesn't work anymore for 24 hours. So you guys are. What are you talking to that? You better, um, you better know who you're talking I mean, well, you did threaten to break his face. I didn't try to break his face. I said I had a hammer. Damn I was working some support. I'm just being a supportive friend. I get the squires to talk trash and don't have you. I'm not we a fucking squire. I am not your squire. I just found your lazy ass in in, in the damn tomb. Oh my god. Apologies. We happen to just find ourselves here and after encountering the banshee, you showed up. The banshee. Yes. The banshee was here. Shrinking shrinking floating woman. Yes, yes the banshee was here. Oh, I hope that wasn't his girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> Ellie talks a lot of trash, but sometimes she's definitely not that loud. How do you know that they didn't curse Ellie and make her a banshee? Give them any ideas, Shinora. I'm sorry? Let's let's not give them any ideas. Oh, okay. You think Geldart cursed Ellie and made her a banshee? I'm just saying she didn't she didn't leave your side. The the banshee was very protective. And I did not kill mm. her. Mm. If, do you I mean, remember where? Do you remember where Ellie was the last time you seen her? Uh, yeah, we were getting ready to lead a strike force against Orange, a simultaneous strike force. I was going to lead one against uh, the Drow, and she was going to lead one team against Orange. 
But, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to lead a group of warriors when you look like a freaking monster. You know what I mean? So, Geldar said that he could fix things. And, you know, he brought me over here. And next thing I know, I'm asleep for a week and I still got a freaking mirror for a face. Um, I'm a little, I'm a juice. It might have been longer than a week. It's longer than a week. Jerk on the wood with the drought. At least for hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Give or take a day. You're in the future. Uh, well, is he? Well, I mean, present, present, but it's like really present. Yeah. Like, like yeah, hundreds and hundreds of years. All right, you guys are confusing me. All right, I gotta get out of here. I gotta fight a undead dragon. All right, so I gotta uh, let me get my ruby pendant. Oh, undead dragon. You know, so um, let me get my ruby pendant, and I'll be on my way. About the pendant, um, unfortunately, that is what we were here to retrieve. But uh, it would seem our previous party members may have absconded with it. It's no longer here. I will tell you his name. He took yeah, it. If you, if you let us out of here, you know, we can help you get it back. He looks over at the chest. He says it's open. He said it's not there. And he says, Keldar. That little shit. No. Alright. Keldar. So what did the pendant do exactly? Mm, problem. Alright. I can't get out of here without that pendant. Or oh, Keldar. Yeah. I don't know how oh. I'm going to get that ring now. I could kick everybody's ass with the ring. Shit. What about that door? Does that go anywhere? Well, Geldar put an arcane lock on it. I had to uh, make sure that I was safe while I took my nap for a couple days, you know, so that the curse could be lifted. Couple days, a couple years, mm. century. I gotta get that ring. Well, it's been a few years, so uh, maybe where, the watch where, week. <laughs> where has where's the what did the ring look Does, like? Wait, wait, wait! You guys keep saying years, like, and your clothes is weird. So, are you guys like from another country? And it's like years mean like is that like your word for days? No, years. You've been sleeping for I believe centuries. Give or take a day. <clears throat> there are legends of you. We we grew up as younglings, listening about your tales. As shocking as it might be to hear this, you are listed in history books. Um. Then he sits on the edge of the sarcophagus, hands on his knees. He's looking at you all. You can tell he's looking at you all, even though he doesn't have eyes, visible eyes. But um, all right. Lucky I'm really flies the door, kind of uh, okay. unbothered by his uh, confusion, and more worried about trying to get out. All right, are you trying the door? Yeah. Okay. Um, it is not budging. <laughs> Lucky yells back. So guys, this this door really is shut. Are you okay? You seem taken aback. I think I think Geldar tricked me. I don't I'm so confused. Um I can't leave without that pendant. But I can't send you to get that ring. Uh you can send us. Yeah. We need the ring. We need the ring to get rid of all the the kings and the queens and the matron mothers and Orin and yeah, get rid of all the leaders. Fuck yeah, anarchy. Yeah, let's do it. Ready? Let's One. do it. 
one it's like one one ring to I don't know lead them all. Do we have a do we have a psychic link or no? Uh, I can establish one sure. Psychic link activated. Do you guys think that the <laughs> ring? <laughs> I feel like this is superheroes real. Do you guys think that the ring is the third part of this whole artifact thing? It's a possibility. But at this given point, at least if we go and get the ring, it would get us out of here. True. I'm not gonna lie, the, the ALP sounded uh, very appealing. You know what, Lucky? And then in all of in all of your minds, you hear Jurgon say, "Well, yeah, Ellie did say that the that the ring would work with the ruby pendant." Motherfucker, you, you were in my mind from my fears, and now you want to be in our group chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, okay. Well, Basil, talk I love then. He's like, look, she put the ring somewhere. No one in the Evron would ever be able to find it. I could only get to it from here, but I was supposed to use the ruby pendant to leave. So my where? Mat- I don't know. But I can send you to the plane where it's at. Okay. Another oh, plane. plane. You wouldn't have to know what plane that is. Yeah, right? we didn't. No, I'd just be able to send you to the plane where it's at. Once you once you get it, you would be returned to the prime material plane, the Ever Realm proper. This is a pocket dimension. The gels are made. I was supposed to sit in here, whoop de wop magic for a couple of days, bomb back to normal. Um, gotcha. it didn't work. I don't think. But how would we get back to you? I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how I'm going to get out of here. So but you are just going to yes, send us and... off to go and retrieve an item in which we may or may not be able to get back to you that you need in order to leave. I think uh, if you get this item and somehow get the ruby pendant, because Ellie gave that ring to me, I feel like that it had a lot of power. And I feel like that if you got it, somehow she'd be able to come and get me out of this predicament. A lot of feelings involved in this situation. So let me get this right. Right now, we're in a pocket dimension set up by Geldar. He puts you in here to heal or basically keep you asleep for hundreds of years while he did whatever the hell he wanted to. And now we're here to retrieve a ring to help to escape so we can get the repentant potentially. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. All right, fuck Farley. it. Let's go. <laughs> Farley. I need you to. I want. Feel like you got your no more, and maybe Farley's to put it together. Do Do you have the highest intelligence of the group? I don't know. Everyone's got some random, random high scores now. <laughs> I have twelve intelligence. Yeah. I bet someone's got higher than me. Lucky has eight, so he's not very intelligent. <laughs> I have thirteen. Go figure. There you go. Mm. What's the rule? I have a, I have a plus I mean, five to history. If that matters. Let's do a history check and an arcana check. Let's find a move. Let's do it. Yeah. 25. Nice. Nice. Well, let's do that arcana. Arcana's going to be like a two, probably. Don't do that. No, you have heart. You don't have heart. <laughs> Manifest. It was a four. <laughs> okay. So I know the history, but I'll, I'll give you half. I'll give you half. You know that Deathclaw, the Draculich, historically, according to historical records, was defeated and pushed back by Orin and Geldar and captured and imprisoned in an interdimensional kind of jail. 
you know that that's very powerful magic. And maybe there had to be some type of sacrifice in order to create that effect, that event. No. All right. So I recall that kind of information and I'll tell it to the team. But it seems like Geldar did most of the dirty work here. He's the one who got his hands dirty in defeating Dracovish. How are you telling him? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'll tell I'll tell everyone out loud so um, even Jurgon knows. Okay. All right. Um, you seem stiffened as, as he gets this news, and he's quiet. And you can't see any facial features, obviously, but you get the sense that he's, like, completely in shock, completely at a loss. Are you, are you okay, Jurgon? Um, and you see his hand shaking. I think I need you guys to get this ring. I need you guys to get dependent. And um, I need to get out of here and have some words for Gelda. Okay. Then to follow after our exuberant Farley's. Fuck it. Let's go. I will do this. All right. Jurgon stands before you all. And his skeletal hands with his bony digits run through a series of intricate arcane movements subtly his stance shifts the time of the movements and his feet or whatever is underneath his robes move below his cloak and as he's doing this he tells you to dance to Ellie Tor. it opens the path and as he completes a very dexter spin you all feel a pull and you hear that same buzz you heard before slowly increasing until you hear until you feel that same barrier breaking pop that you heard before and again, you all are hurtling through space and time. You're hurtling through this, this ether with innumerable motes of light flying by you at incredible speed. But this time you see flashes of time and of events. You see a loop of time fly by. You see the image of Orin battling his foes and killing them quickly. Uh, you, see, you see the image of a huge aerial battle between two airships cannons blasting taking place and you also see the image <gasps> Bloodhaven burning oh, Bloodhaven is on fire is that our Bloodhaven? Oh. is this is that the future? you really aren't quite sure you really can't tell and then you're there and what you see is so strange and unnatural to you all it makes you uncomfortable um, you don't quite understand where you are. You're standing in the middle of what is obviously a busy city street. Uh, it's evening and it's raining, and that's basically the end of what is normal around you. Structures, towers of metal and glass adorned with lights of all colors, glistening and sparkling. Um, these buildings of steel tower above you, their peaks disappearing in the, the dark, cloudy night sky. Cables run all over above you, between the buildings, some taut, some dangling, hanging loosely. All kinds of signs adorn and hang from these buildings, the lettering glistening, neon lights. And you've seen signs like this before, uh, magically illuminated, but nowhere near this many. It would take an army of wizards to accomplish this. There's flying constructs that are filling the air. They're like little, little buzzers that you saw in Bloodhaven, but they aren't spherical. Um, they're much more sleek and streamlined. There's no rotors or steam, and they move much faster, twisting and turning. Uh, you see pedestrians walking, human mostly, but their attire is strange to you. There are what you could only describe as golems, constructs, like small human-sized golems walking on the street. They're 
this this avenue and lights flashing across various points on their bodies. Above you, flickering across the dark sky, you see the image of a woman appear, holding some type of glass tube. And over the din of everything around you, you hear um, this woman saying, For a limited time only, Mega Energy Six Packs, available for only 20k. If you need to do it, do it Mega. And then the image of the energy drink, Chucking Woman disappears and is replaced by the silent image of a child walking what appears to be a metallic dog. All of the nearby buildings seem to be places of business adorned with bright flashing signs. One says organic sold here. Another says mega gear for cheap. But further, maybe a hundred or so feet ahead of you, you see a sign. It's a flashing neon image of what looks like a succubus. We all know what a succubus is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. It looks like a succubus conductively holding a glass of water then a second later crudely the arm kind of shifts bringing the drink to the demon's mouth and it's like a like a bad approximation of drinking but the bright lights make up for it and with each motion two words flash in time with the movement the first word is hells and the second is oasis oh wow we're in bloodhaven are you sure this is this is not Bloodhaven. We're in Bloodhaven, but I think we're in a different time. There seems to be magical constructs everywhere, and the lights illuminate like this. They've got... Uh, what even is that? And she's gonna point to one of the little construct-looking things that's just... The uh, golden thing that's just walking. It looks like we're in the future. Oh, if this is the future, this looks stressful. Well, I, I really want a six-pack of this mega energy drink. I don't know about you guys. Sounds yeah, amazing. I want to try it. What even is a mega energy drink? It's kind of is like a like health like potion, right? Potions? Yeah, absolutely. Well, six-pack. It's a deal. Sure, if you have whatever they have called credits. I'm guessing it would be like our gold. Yeah. I, will our gold be good here? I don't gold. know. Gold's good everywhere. Oh, you want to find out? Let's go to the uh, Oasis and see if they'll take our gold for these credits. And by all means, lead the way. She's just going to be looking around very uncomfortably. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys are walking up this, up this street. Um, you see there's a lot of people, a lot of pedestrians walking around. So it's about, I said it was about 100 feet away. You walk about 60 feet. And as you're approaching this, this one building, um, walking clunkily up to you, you see about a three foot tall metal golem construct thing of some sort. It walks on small skinny legs that are barely visible and don't seem like a very efficient mode of travel. It's thick, stubby body and oversized arms seem too heavy for its tiny legs. And you see a tube emerging from either side of his head, smoke slowly rising from each. Where his face would be, appears to be nothing but a black hole, like a, like a small black porthole. And affixed to its rusty chest is a huge number three, and a kind of waddle going up to you directly in front of you all. So I was going to say, on the way, if Farley sees kind of the dress of the people there, he's going to use his hat of disguise to try and, try and um, change his outfit to look like some of the clothes that people are wearing. Okay. Can I get a perception check from you guys? Alright. 16 for lucky. 
was actually kind of hoping to roll lower. All right. So kind of perceptive. Seventeen. Wow. Everybody rolled a good. All right. Uh, you guys kind of noticed. You don't see any drow. You don't see any tieflings. You only see humans. And Shinora, you notice you don't see any Puerto Ricans. Oh, uh, and they're <laughs> all kind of, you know, you're getting, you're getting kind of looks. You know what I mean? Not, so, not like obvious staring in your face looks, but you're getting looks. Is your basic sci-fi future where there's no black people in it, basically, right? Uh-huh. Pretty, yeah. yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, imagine that. You're, you're like in, you're <laughs> like, you're like in Salt Lake City right now. You know. Um, yeah, and this little construct that clambered up to you says, Yes, greetings. I am Adbot Model 0 A5593. And then you all see from its like porthole orifice thing, a cone of red light is projected and it kind of washes over all of you from bottom to top. Then it goes out really quick. Then it says, yeah, Welcome to Bloodhard, the greatest city in all of Toro. As a representative of the House Oasis, I invite you to experience the wonders of the finest and most exclusive lounge in all of Bloodhard. Yeah, as new patrons enjoy a generous 25% discount while synthetic serotonin and all other beverages. Also, with every meal, you will receive a free mega hat. You can probably display your support of Emperor Flood and Secretary of Arcana Gilda. Secretary of Arcana Gilda? Did you say that? Correct. Okay. Kind of like Arcana's heading. So sorry, go on. I was going to say, and it turns, and uh, starts rolling, uh, walking, excuse me back towards the entrance of uh, the Hell's Oasis, basically giving the safe spiel to other pedestrians and passersby. Mm-hmm. Hey, Adbot, what year is it? What year is it where? Where you're at? Now yeah. or normally? Uh, oh, ooh, that's a good, good question. But both. <laughs> what year did we come from? <laughs> Let's make up a year. year. <laughs> <laughs> you we will say that the... Yeah, right. We'll say that it's 11... 23, the, normally. You don't know what year it is now, though. Where you're at now, or where you're at, you don't know what year it is. But normally, it's 1123 PAG. Let's make that up. Post Age of Goliaths. All right? Okay. All right. So, right now, this, this construct has just left you guys. And you see it giving, like I said, the same spiel to other people that it sees on the street. And you are at the door of the Hell's Oasis. It's a big metal door. There's shaded glass in it where the windows would be. You can't really see in. So I don't know about you, but I'll rub that hat. I'll I'll get your hats. Well, if you just push the, the, the door open. Is everybody going? Yeah. Fortunately. Yeah, definitely. All right. That's good. I put the way I said the tokens, like he's in the front. All right. Um, you enter into this lounge and you see a much smaller space than what the Hell's Oasis that you're familiar with was. Uh, but it's definitely a tavern. There's a bar, a busy bar manned by a humanoid shaped automaton. Um, another one is apparently a waiter. There are some people sitting in booths along one of the walls, uh, down over here. Along another wall, there's a huge glass scrying device of some sort showing the image of a very rotund man wearing a strange uniform and a crown and addressing a small crowd 
and beside him you see Eldar dressed just as strangely. But yeah, here in this bar there's a table in the center of the room where several people are apparently playing some type of game. But what stands out to you all about one of the people standing and playing this game and several other ones that are at the bar is that they seem to have been physically altered. They're half human and half construct. Metal is riveted to flesh and fused to it in some places. Uh, function definitely trump form. You can see that what is left of these people's skin appears burned, uh, completely ruined, excuse me, ruined in some places. But you can see gears and pores peeking out of their skin, uh, lights flicker on various spots in their bodies. And all of them wear bright orange hats with the word mega that's on the front. And a waiter strides towards you guys. And it is much more advanced than the, the bucket of uh, bolts that you met on the street. And it says, Greetings, welcome to the House Oasis. Feel free to have a seat at the bar or go relax in any booth and I'll take your order short. Thank you. But before we do that, you guys take gold or silver? You hear the, the sound of like it calculating. The lights go for what a visor that appears to be where it's high. We accept credit. And it goes back down to where the booths are. Four waters. No, gold. Something. I'm very uncomfortable here. I am, I am too. You gotta see Myth kind of like shrink into herself like she's trying to wrap her tail around and everything. She is visibly very uncomfortable. Oh, lucky to see what game this is to play. Alright, um, lucky. As you walk over there, like the dude that was like at the table right next to you to your, I don't know, I guess that would be your left, one kind of sort of above you, kind of recoils and like steps back. And the one, the half-human, half-construct individual, this one here, looks at you like crazy. He kind of steps back. Is it safe to say as well as like, oh my god, your teeth looks? Yeah. I would also say, as you guys went through this, uh, that dimensional travel, you all would have gotten the, the effects of the long rest. So everybody's like healed up and reduced. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, alright. Uh, guys, I don't think they're, uh, too friendly to non-humans or whatever these half-human things are. The Construct Hybrid, he tapped one, one of the individuals that's sitting at the bar on the shoulder and kind of, like, looks over his shoulder and sees you guys. His eyes get wide. He slams his drink down and goes up from his chair and he says, extra loud, like, putting that that extra loud voice where you're like talking to someone but you want somebody else to hear it. Yeah. And he says, look at what we got here, boys. You know what? Ain't much worse than a hell-spawn tiefling, I tell you what. But you know what's worse than that? And you hear another one say, ooh, ooh, I know, I know, Mike, I know. Stinking drow. And then the original one that was talking says, 100% correct, Bobby. Apparently we didn't get rid of them all during the cleansing. Those spider fuckers are tough to get rid of, I guess. But you know what's worse than a drow, Bobby? And the one that answered them before says, Hmm, I, uh, I sure don't know, Mike. What's worse? I know you're gonna, you got two seconds to say something else, and I'm about to blast your mouth open. He says, Hmm, I don't, I sure don't know, Mike. What's worse? And Mike says, Well, even though I sure love me a nice, uh, wyvern burrito. Ain't much in the everyone worse than a freaking reekin, I'll tell you what. You see one of the other cyborgs is confused. It says, uh, Mike, I'm pretty sure burritos ain't Puerto Rican cuisine. I 
And you see the guy Mike says, just shut the fuck up, Ricky, all right? Let's just kick their asses because they're different, all right? And Emperor Clud said, they're the reason why we're broke and taxes are so high. And I don't understand the connection, but I'll ask it with nationalism. So make the Everrealm great again. And they start rushing you. So let's roll in. Make the Everrealm great again. Go ahead. Let's roll this initiative. I thought we were in tour. 13. Let's go. Lucky wants to fight. Me too. Hey. I might need something a little stronger for this. Give me two seconds. Two I got some cookies and some whiskey. Let's go. All right. So, um, Myth, you're first. Um, after that little spiel of racism, you are the first to act. She is going to attempt to say, look, we don't want any trouble. And, like, are they still over there rushing or... Actually, yeah, can I hold, an, uh, can I hold my action? Sure, you can hold your action. Um... What is your action going to be, though? As soon as one gets like, like, she's going to say, look, we don't want any trouble. If they still insist on, like, hey, we are are going to, you know, try to hurt you. The moment one gets within reach, she's just going to swing her quarterstaff. Like, she's not going to move because she's trying to, you know, accentuate the, I'm staying over here. I am not rushing towards you. We don't want any trouble. So she's not going to move. But if they do insist, then she will swing her quarterstaff. All right. We'll move on to their turn. The one that was originally talking straight up shoves this lady out of the way. She falls and rushes up on Lucky and says, you're about to feel the wrath of Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. Johnny, when he gets here, too. And, um, yeah, he's going to try to attack you. We get attacked by a new addition. Mm-hmm. The first attack was a 14 to hit Lucky. Yep, just makes it. Okay, so you will take 12 points of force damage. And then he'll try to attack you again. 23. Ooh, another 12 points of force damage. You see as he swings at you two times, his metallic fists get covered with bluish force energy as he strikes you. That was Mike. Ricky is going to move. He'll, uh, Ricky will run up on um, Barley's and try to take a couple swings on him. So his first attack, 23 to hit. That is a hit. 23 to hit. Um, that will do eight points of force damage. And his second. That is a miss. I'm, I'm going to use my reaction to half that eight points. All right. Okay, dodge. Bobby, he'll um, clasp his hands together and a bolt of blue energy flies towards you, Myth. As he shoots you with a guiding bolt. What the absolute fuck? Okay. So. That was 20 to hit. Yeah, 20 to hit. Yeah, I hit. Mm-hmm. So you take 14 points of radiant damage. And uh, Ronnie is going to do the same thing, but he's going to direct his blast at Shinora. So let's see if he does. A 19 to hit. Yes, that hits. All right, so you will take eight points of radiant damage. Okay. And all these bar attendees are like running. You see one run into what you would guess to be the back and then just takes off from there. Um, the other one kind of ducks at the table, and the, the two people that are in the booth over there kind of squat down to try to get under the table and um, hide from what's going on. And Lucky, it is your turn. That was very nice. Lucky goes into a rage from the uh, from all the racism, and then 
he tries to attack the guy in front of him with his uh, his pack weapon, lightning fang. All right. 21. 21 is definitely a hit. All right. And then 10. And then because the range is plus two, right? Yep. So 12 points of damage on that first one. Mm-hmm. And that's his turn. All right. He staggers back. Freaking tiefling. Farley's, it is your turn. Farley's is going to like quick step around the corner, around the one facing him, and get next to the one the lucky is attacking. Expand one of his psychic blades and take a stab at the one the lucky is attacking. Okay. As a 24 hit. Definitely a hit. So, uh, oh. 18 damage. All right, how do you take this guy out, Farley? is going to. Like, can you re-describe what these guys look like again, real quick? Um, sure. They're like, uh, cyborgs for all intents and purposes. They're like, <laughs> cross between constructs and humans for what your what your characters would perceive them as. You know what I mean? There's metal, um, intertwined with flesh and, and muscle, and there's wires and cords, lights are flashing on them, you know? But it's very, it's very, uh, Frankenstein, you know what I mean? It's, it's very haphazard and, like, chaotic how they're put together. Absolutely. Farley takes a stab into the scene's chest. Boom. Looks down at it as it's dying. Says, you know what? We had a friend that would really love to study one of these things. Uh, and then he sends a psych- another psychic dagger into the chest of the one that just swung on him. Okay. 13 to hit. Uh, 13 is a miss. Uh, yeah, okay. That's the uh, end of Farley's turn. All right. Um, Shinora, it is your turn. Okay, so I want to use Elder's Blast. I guess the one across from me. Uh, which one? The one near Farley's, or what is the one? Uh, this is the one that shot you. Oh, that's the one that shot me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll shoot an Elder's Blast at him because you know you can't trust a big button to smile. What? You can't trust a big button to smile. That's in the song. And take this damage. This is our fight. Music. <laughs> for it. Wow, twenty-four is a hit. You do eight points of force damage that you shoot into. Him. Okay. All right. Um, All right, a thirteen uh, misses. Okay, and that's my turn. All right, myth. He's just going to inhale deeply. I said I didn't want any trouble. Now, which bastard shot me? <laughs> uh, the one that's right next to right next to the one that shot uh, Shinora. Well, this bastard is, you know, closer, so we're gonna hit him. Uh, so yeah, we're just gonna hop on over here to old buddy. And we are just going to come around swinging two-handed with our wonderful staff, because hopefully fuck this guy specifically. <laughs> Alright. 22. 22 is definitely a hit. Great. Oh, yay. Two-handed damage for once is totally bigger. So it's going to be 10. <laughs> All right. Max and 10. And then we just going to hit him again for good measure because I got your tiefling remarks, man. I got your fucking tiefling. <laughs> 28. We are still Still oh, around, do a little twirl, and come back down again with two hands. So let's see what that damage is. Oh, 
still great. Doesn't matter. 11. All right, you crack him again, but he is still up remarkably, fairly up. Is that it, or are you, you uh, doing some monk shit? I don't know. We doing some monk shit. We, we doing some monk <laughs> shit, so we gonna go ahead and burn that key point. Because again, fuck this okay. guy specifically. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, are we just gonna be disrespectful? We gonna follow up with those flurry of blows gonna be with a tail. Because just fuck this guy. <laughs> 21. Damn, that's a hit. Eight. All right, how do you take him out? All right, well, now I'm sticking with what I said. We're just going to do an all-raging compass tail slap to wherever the heck I hit him with the staff. All right, so you guys see Myth smack him one time in the head with their staff, spin around and smack him again in the same spot, and then spin around and smack him with her tail and um, in the same spot, and uh, he just falls to the ground. Oh, then. We're good. We're just going to let that last blow just... <laughs> We gonna let it marinate. Sure, because you can move and do your last blow. I think you still have. Great, that's exactly what we're gonna do. Because fuck these racist shits. Okay, let's see. Let's measure it out. So boom. Yeah, you only went twenty feet. You still got like what twenty more feet? Yeah, twenty five more feet. So. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah. We just gotta go right there and go ahead and do that flurry of blows on that guy. Hopefully. Hopefully we can hit him too. All right. 17. 17 is a hit. 10. All right. Um, how do you hit him? Uh, he's just going to get a quick jab straight to the midsection. Hopefully that'll shut him up. Throw <laughs> in a hottie. We are not our ancestors. And kind of try to keep the rage bottled up. All right. You just punched into Ronnie. And Ronnie uh, kind of bends over from the force of the blow, grabs his thumb, and he stands up, and he said, Mama said tieflings is the devil, and the devil is bad, and he's gonna try to, uh, hit you. Did we go from new edition to, uh, Bottom Boucher? We're all over the place, man. We're all over the place. <laughs> We're all over the place. Um, so his first, his first attack with his shot claws. Uh, a 25 to hit, man. Natural 19. Oh, God, yeah, that does hit. 12 points of force damage. Okay. And Ronnie's not going to stop. Ronnie's going to try to crack you again. All right. He misses. Yeah. He dodged out of the way. Bobby is crazy. It's Bobby. And he's going to run up on Shinora. But if he left your face, you'll get an attack of opportunity. Oh, yes. 25. That hits, really. Well, damn. I did not specify kind of doesn't okay. matter. Great. Then she could have done like a quick one-handed jab just to see if she can catch him in the back as he runs away. Like right in the middle of the spine. You hit him in the back and he stumbles. He just falls to the ground. Okay. But then you see out of the bathroom, some, another cyborg uh, mech human hybrid dude comes out, kind of takes him. What's going on? And he's going to shoot a guiding bolt at Shinora. A 19 to hit Shinora? Yeah, that hit. So you will take 15 points of radiant damage. Okay, he's good. He's not close to me within 60 feet, is he? Hmm. Yeah, he's within 60 feet. Uh, can I um, do a hell rebuke? Yes, you can. That's 30 safe. Uh, yes, deck 16. All right. He gets a five, so he takes all your damage. 
Yeah, I think all this. All this. Who's this? Johnny, the rejected one? Yeah, that's Johnny. He came in. He came out the, the bathroom. So you the alphabet. You're real guiding bolt. It's not guiding bolt. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I take that point of damage. Oh, here we go. Oh, should be. All right, so he takes he takes all of that eight points of fire damage. Okay, and I take um, you said fifteen. Yes, you take fifteen. Okay. Oh, um, let's see. And I still got the guy that's uh, yeah, it's just Ronnie. It's just Ronnie and and Johnny. Be lucky. It's your turn. All right, Lucky is going to activate his storm aura because he's mad that, you know, dude made a fourth of bathroom and shot uh, Shalom. Roll a uh, deck save for me real quick. Okay. I think it's mm-hmm. So he only takes half of the damage, but so Lucky pounds his chest, you hear thunder, and then a lightning bolt uh, strikes at uh, Ron. Okay. Um, so we won. take <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it two. He takes two points of lightning damage. He sparks. Looks like a, a big, like, static shot, kind of like sparks on the side of his neck. That's a bonus action. Lucky's going to walk up to him and then slash with his great sword. All right. 25. Sheesh. With 11, uh, so 13 damage, actually. He's still in range. Yep. All right. You do a lot of damage. You see chunks of flesh and the sword cleaves through metal, but he's still standing. Is that it, Lucky? That is it. All right, uh, Farley, it's your turn. Farley looks at the one that's attacking Myth, or that Myth is attacking, and runs up towards it, jumps. Looks like a table, cart of food, jumps over the cart of food, and to the face mm-hmm. of the one that Myth is attacking, and swings with a psychic blade, and Okay, says, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Give me an acrobatics check to jump over the table, but it will... If you make it, then I'll give you advantage on the attack, which you probably don't need. You got an oh. elven accuracy mm-hmm. grab. But yeah, I love it. I love I'm gonna <laughs> grab a snack as you're doing it. <laughs> don't need snacks. Um, that's an eight. Mm, we'll say make it because it's not that difficult to do, but you won't get advantage. All right. Yeah, I, I stumble a little bit over the food on the table. Yeah, knock, one, the- knock one of the burritos over. <laughs> Swing my zaggy blade. That is a 19 to hit. A 19 is a hit. And that's 10, 10 damage. Oof. Oof? <laughs> okay, he's still up. Oof. All right. No, uh, he's not. He's not uh, still up. As you, oh, as he's you, not uh, still No, as you stab into him, he's like, you spider loving. And you just cut him off. How do you take him off? Uh, again, I kind of stab through his head. And as he as the, as the blade goes through, goes through his head, he just kind of starts to spark and jitter and like, and then just falls out. Alright, yeah, he's on the ground. Alright, uh, wow, it's, it's almost beneath us to kill such a pathetic group. I mean, it's no place for racism in this world, is there? And with my second psychic dagger, I'm gonna throw it at the one that looked attacking. And a 25 hit. That'll hit? I was gonna add more to the AC, but 25 is high as shit. Yeah, 5, so, five yeah. second damage. Alright, how do you take this one out? Ooh, that's exactly what he had at hit point. <laughs> I'm not angry at these guys. I'm just really disgusted. Again, it's extremely pathetic. Throw the dagger into his chest. Boom. Dead. He kind of just erupts into a bunch of sparks. Uh, yeah, so you guys eliminated all of, all of these guys. All the people in the bar kind of like taking off. Um, you see the ones that were playing at the table. They're grabbing like small sheets of paper and running. And the ones that were in the booth 
kneeling and taking cover during the fight. Uh, now they stand and they take off. The bartender automaton says, Please have a seat. The authorities have been alerted and will arrive soon. Look at that. One hundred and two time zones. Uh, <laughs> Lucky's gonna uh, search his pockets for where his credits are. I guess uh, not as well. Lucky, we're in a room full of people. <laughs> All right, Lucky. Uh, when you reach in there, you find an almost remote control size kind of, of stick. On the end of it, there's like a, a glass ball. But that's what you find. Picking pockets in a room full of people, and we just murdered people, so. That was self defense. Keep in mind, Lucky's still in rage, by the way. That's fair. <laughs> I think we, like, cast darkness to see if there's a back door. Well, they did come out of some bathroom or something. You guys really want to sit here and wait? Not particularly. We're already pretty much wanted in enough places. I'd prefer to not be carried away by authorities in somewhere that I don't know. Exactly. And God knows what they... They've got half humans and half constructs. God knows what they'll do with us. So I say we get out of here. I tend to agree with this. So you guys are planning on leaving or will you just Yes, I want to leave. Yep, let's rush out of here. Yep, and Fawz on the way out is going to transform to kind of look like one of these cyborg dudes where he's got kind of partial machine on. Ooh, okay. Pretty slick. Um, all right, as you are leaving, uh, everybody, why not? Give me a final perception check before you rush out that door. Oh, fuck. Okay. Still doing pretty good. Um, shit, I got a oh, two. Sorry. 18. <laughs> got a 13. All right, um, all right, we'll say Lucky sees it. Um, as you were leaving, Lucky, you see on that screen, um, on that scrying device, you see this person with the crown still addressing the crowd, cheering, mega hat wearing people. Um, and you see Secretary Arcana, Geldar, stands beside him smiling, his hand on the Emperor's shoulder and kind of zone in for some reason on that hand and you notice a ring a black ring with the engraved image of what looks to be a scantily clad woman dancing while wielding swords and that's where we'll end for tonight oh wow that's the ring give it to hell wow like just wow (laughs) this is about to be interesting as hell yeah, it is, but we still gotta find Malaz. I mean, yes, I'm pretty sure we can probably find him at some point. We never did ask what Mega stands for. Another plane. Gotcha. What do you, what do you think Mega stands for? Make Everworld Great Again. Make Everworld Great Again? Yeah. Wow. They've got the equivalent of the Magic Heads. Wow. Uh, He's talking about I want a hat. <laughs> You still want that hat? <laughs> Stop What's up, it's Elias. Just wanted to say thank you for checking us out. 
If you enjoyed our shenanigans in the Everrealm, please consider sponsoring us via listener support on Anchor and helping us make this show bigger and better. If the commitment is in your jam, you can make a donation via the Ko-Fi link in the show description. Conversely, if you aren't able to do that, bills, etc., trust me, I get it. You can show love by leaving a rating, a review, or just sharing the show. Again, thanks for listening. Peace.